Welcome to Season 5, Episode 1B of the Golf Life Alberta Podcast. Welcome to the do-over of Season 5 of the Golf Life Alberta Podcast. I am your host, Leah Snethin, and let's just address the elephant in the room right off the bat here. I released one podcast last year. One. That does not justify a season, so we're starting over. However, the first season five, episode one, the, the real one from 2022, was amazing, full of great information about junior tournaments across Alberta. It cannot be replaced. That's with Trent Matson from the MJT and John Denier of Alberta Golf, so make sure that you still go listen to that one if you um, have any questions about junior tournaments. Um, the dates obviously are last year's dates, so they might have changed for this year. Um, but such good information, such a good conversation. So we're going to call this season five, episode one B. Okay. Or are we on the same page here? Um, let me get to the reasons why the last season of the pod really didn't happen. I'm going to make this as quick as I can. On a very personal level, life got hectic, heavy, Um, It's funny because these words don't really usually go together, but they are also a perfect description of how I was feeling, which is a tornado of isolation. Let me explain. Starting out the year, in January last year, I got the C word. It affected my brain in a way that was terrifying. Uh, For those who don't know, I actually, my mom has early onset Alzheimer's. She's pretty far in that already. Um, So for the brain fog to set in the way it did with me for as long as it did, I actually thought I was on my way there. I was right there with her. Um, And that was probably the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) Um, I also, right after COVID, we lost our day home. And when you live in the middle of nowhere, there's really no other options. So um, I ended up at home every day with my lovely three-year-old terrifying threes tantrums clinginess constant attention and anyone anyone following that um anyway it was it was uh you know heaven forbid i tried putting my attention on anything else um and then we made this decision that we were going to operate out of two households so Buck Lake and Calgary, and um, give the kids some opportunities for off-season training, um, better high school programs, as he really starts this process to get into an NCAA D1 school. Um, Then, of course, the AGT season kicked off, and it's go, 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 trying to find a rental in Calgary, partially move, run 20 tournaments, get Tyler to his 20 tournaments. Um, Then, middle of summer, got kicked with hand, foot, and mouth disease. Um, absolutely knocked us on our asses. It was insane. They say that adults actually aren't supposed to really be affected by it, but it kicked us really, really hard. Um, and the kids too. Then of course, come the fall, the kids starting new school, new daycare, me starting a new job to pay for this second house, and just all of us trying to find a groove in this new routine in life. And really it boiled down to just some incredible pressure. Um, and, and my mental health was not doing very well. Um, so fast forward, (laughs) I do apologize. There has not been a podcast in a year, but this really just had to take a backseat during a very crazy year. 
However, what this break has shown me is that I am more passionate than ever about why I started Golf Life Alberta. Um, It deserves my full attention, especially now that I'm closer to golf courses. So get ready for an awesome comeback breakout year for Golf Life. Um, We're going to have meetups like so many of you have requested over the years. We've already got one planned here in February. One's in Edmonton, one's in Calgary. Um, I'll talk about that later and travel opportunities and just showcasing to you all the amazing golf and facilities and people in golf in this province. So um, I'm just, I'm so pumped and welcome back along for the ride. I'm excited for you guys to be here again. Without further ado, let's get going on what's going to end up being one of my favorite new segments. Over the last couple of years, I've had the pleasure of meeting so many junior golfers And if you only knew the talent these kids have, well, I'm going to introduce them to you. I'm going to highlight a male and female junior golfer every month. Um, What I've learned already in these interviews, these kids, I, I don't know if they know exactly how good they have it. Some of their answers are absolutely going to make you jealous. Um, and you know, This wave of juniors is really special. I I feel like not only are the kids all very close and they like to play at each other's courses, um, but the parents have also grown really close as well. And it truly feels like a family out there. And although the kids are fierce competitors and they definitely want to win, so obviously beat each other on the course, they're still happy for their buddies if they win, usually because they had to shoot some insane score like a 66 in order to do it. So first up, we have a kid I've had the pleasure of spending lots of time with. He is a gem of a human, even if he bugs me all the time and has a wonderful family. He's only 15. I know that'll trigger him a little bit. Um, He turns 16 next month. He's already developed quite the resume. Let's have a listen. All right, I'm excited to bring this brand new segment to the podcast this year um, to showcase some of the junior talent that we have in this province. And our very first junior of the month is Mr. Christian Flick. Hello. Can you please tell the folks, uh, we told them your name already, but your age, location, high school, and your home course? Um, My name is Christian Flick. I go to Edge School. Uh, I'm 15 years of age, turning 16 pretty soon. Um, from Calgary, Alberta, and I'm from Carmony Golf Club. Harmony, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a nickname? Um, a lot of people just call me Flicker or C Flick. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, Christian, how did you get into golf? Well, I used to play hockey, and like golf was kind of like a summer sport for me. And um, I quit hockey about two years ago and started taking up golf. And yeah, I loved it ever since. How old were you when you started playing golf? Um, probably around eight. But like when I really started to be competitive, it was probably thirteen. Do you have goals for your future in golf? Um, obviously, I um love to win a lot of tournaments. Um, play college golf somewhere good. Yeah, see so where it goes. Like maybe a uh, go professional or something. That would be awesome. Um, what would you say is the strongest part of your game? Uh, I'd say my driver, like I'm not the farthest guy ever, but most of the time I'm in the middle of the fairway, so that sets me up perfect. It does, and you're also an excellent putter. I thought that's what you were going to say, to be honest. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good at that too. <laughs> it's all around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> um, 
Why do you love golf? Uh, I just love, like, how, like, relaxing it is and, like, how, like, easy it is on your body and just the fact that, like, you're outside with nature and, like, get to um, hang out with your buddies and just yeah, have a good time. What would you say is your best memory on the golf course, whether it's, like, a tournament, a win, out with your family? I know you guys get to travel a lot. I'm not sure if I have a specific one, but, like, every time I'm out with, like, Tyler Kid, come on, he's a, <laughs> he's a fun one to play with, but, like, just, like, when I play well in tournaments, and, of course, I'm going to play with my family. It's awesome. Um, what would you say is the accomplishment that you're most proud of so far in golf? Uh, like, I recently played at Canadian Juniors this year, and, like, it was, like, an intense field, really good, and I managed to make the cut. So, like, I'm really proud of that one, too. That is a huge accomplishment. Um, I would also maybe mention winning the, the Mac Ross Tour Championship. Oh, yeah. That was ago. a good one. That was pretty good. Yep. That's fun. Okay. I'm going to do some rapid-fire questions. Yep. Um, some of them golf-related, some of them not. We're just yep. going to get to know C-Flick a little bit better. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Favorite professional golfer? Um, I like Roy McIlroy, mainly because... His swing is absolutely textbook, and he's just, like, a motivational guy. Favorite major? It's got to be the Masters, of course. You know, the vibes of um, Augusta, the music. doesn't get much better than that. I agree. What's your favorite golf course in Alberta? Um, I like I like playing at the Glencoe a lot. Pritis is really nice as well. But got to give credit to my home course. It's, it's everything I always want. And what about... Your favorite golf course that you've ever played? Ever played? Um, I just recently got back from Mona, or sorry, from Hawaii, and we played a course Mauna Kea, and it was just breathtaking. Amazing. Um, course you haven't played but want to? It's got to be Augusta, you know. Fair. Come on. Fair. Um, do you play any other sports? Um, well, I used to play hockey, as I said um, before, but no, I'm. Pretty so long golf. Yeah, I'm a pretty competitive chess player as well. You know, I'm pretty proud of that. And a ping pong player with Tyler Kidd, you know. <laughs> What's your favorite milkshake or ice cream flavor? Milkshake? I, I don't have a lot of milkshakes, but ice cream flavor, I, li- I, I like a little basic chocolate. Okay. Can't go wrong with chocolate. Favorite meal? I'm a chicken and rice kind of guy before a game or before a round. But, like, if I, if I was to actually choose, I'd choose pizza, but... I don't think my mom would let me. No, Michelle would not be a huge fan no. of that answer. Now, I know I know your mom enough, well enough to know that this might not have an answer. She likes you eating nice and healthy, but do you have a favorite chip flavor? Yeah, salt and vinegar. Miss Vicky, salt and vinegar. Oh, my goodness. All right, Christian, it was awesome getting to know you. Thank you for spending time on the podcast. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, being the first junior golfer of the month. Yeah, thank you. Good luck this season. Thank you. I love that kid. Um, we won't tell Michelle about the Gushers boxes that you steal from my house every time you're here. All right, next up, we have the female junior golfer of the month. I'm going to say she's taller than a lot of you at 16 years old. She could probably beat you from the same tees as well. Um, You're going to hear how she went from a beginner golfer hitting it maybe 10 yards at a time back in 2020, which wasn't that long ago, to a plus handicap now. Have a listen. All right, for Junior Golfer of the Month, we are here 
with Sydney Bisgrove. Sydney, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Can you let everyone know, um, I guess, how old you are, where you live, um, what high school you go to, and what course you play out of? Uh, I'm 16 years old. I go to National Sports School. Um, my home course is Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club. And um, do you have any nicknames among your other players? Um, most pe people call me Sid Biz because my last name is Bizgrove, and so it kind of rhymes a little bit. Yep. yep. I think I've called you that before. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sydney, how did you get into golf? Um, I think it was in grade six when a group of friends invited me to a golf course. Um, I was awful. It was actually it was at my home course now, Candy Meadows. I was awful at golf. Um, but I was so addicted to it, um, especially with how bad I was and how good the other players were that I was playing with. I was so competitive and wanted to beat them. So that summer I practiced and um, applied for a junior membership at that course. And then um, I got in and I slowly started to drop my other sports and then just decided to dedicate my time to golf. And I finally decided to pursue it long term. That's awesome. I love that story. Um, how old were you when you started playing actual full round? Like, was that a full round of golf that day, that first yeah. day that you went? Yeah. Really? Like, I had played golf kind of my whole life, but it was like twice a year kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it would ne it it maybe was one time eighteen holes, but not until that point. It was really like that. That was my first time, I guess you could say. That's very cool. Yeah. So, how old were you when you started playing in tournaments? Um, it was the summer of 2020. So oh, wow. I think I was 13. Yeah. And were, how, how were the nerves? Like, was that a scary experience for you? It, it was. Um, definitely. It was the first individual sport I've ever played. Um, so it was different not having any friends or like teammates, I guess you could say, going into these tournaments. But, um, you know, you're with those girls for, for four plus hours. Um, per round so you kind of have to learn to like them and um, start to make a bunch of friends and you know now it's really fun I'm not as nervous but it was definitely nerve-wracking at the start yeah for sure um, you've talked about some of these other sports what other sports did you play and do you still play any of them yeah so I grew up I played soccer um, lacrosse volleyball basketball most of school sports but um when I found golf, I decided that was the one I wanted to pursue and try and you know do something with it in my future. And so I decided to drop off all the other sports. But in grade 10, I did play on the high school volleyball team for my old school. But um, uh, after that, yes, I don't play any more sports now. It's just golf and focus. Yeah, that's good. What would you say the strongest part of your game is? Definitely my distance. Um, you guys, if you can't, I mean, obviously you can't see Sydney, but how tall are you? six foot she's yeah. six feet tall and she's 16 so yeah so um, my distance off the tee is definitely my advantage it comes into play really well on longer tournaments and that's kind of what I'm starting to play now and I think it's definitely going to help me um, in the future for college tournaments and hopefully on the LPGA um, trying to go down south more and play on the grass so yeah that's a big big part yeah. of it so you kind of alluded to some of these future goals that you have in golf what what's what's the ideal plan ideally so um my goal is to sure play on division one golf team at the high, highest level um and go on to play on the lpga i don't have any other plans in that that is my goal so yeah 
That's perfect. Um, what would you say is your best memory on the golf course so far, whether it's a tournament or a win or a round with your family? Uh, good question. I think probably the most memorable experience. Um, I can't remember. It might have been two summers ago, but it was at my home course, and I was playing with another junior golfer, Charlie Gillespie, mm -hmm. and um, he got a hole-in-one on, I think it was the fifth hole at Canyon, and um, it was by far the most memorable experience for me. Like, um, I remember it was, the course was packed that day, and so we went to the clubhouse after, and, you know, everybody was clapping for Charlie, and everybody was going crazy, and it was such a fun, memorable experience for me. And that was kind of one of my first years golfing or second year golfing, yeah. so um, it was just so unimaginable, and it was it was a really awesome experience. Is that the only hole-in-one you've ever witnessed? I Only hole-in-one I've ever witnessed, yeah. So you don't have one? No, I don't have one. Been oh. close, but I don't have one. All right. Well, Charlie will definitely be one of the junior golfers of the month. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about some more of his accomplishments because he's a, he's a good one to play with. Yeah. If you're trying to play yeah. with, with people who are better or more skilled or, you know, that yeah. push you. Yeah, for Man, sure. That's great. Um, what would you say is the accomplishment that you're most proud of so far? Um, for me, it was getting an invite to the Team Canada Selection Camp this um, past fall um, at TPC Toronto. It was definitely, yeah, I know it sounds small, but it was definitely one that's of Mike's not small. Yeah, my, my greatest accomplishments. I think just being able to be selected for something like that and to represent your country is. Um, amazing and I, I didn't make the team but going there was such an awesome experience getting to be around those other players that um, are so good and you know it's it's a fun environment to be around so I think in the future that's something I definitely want to be a part of and I'm working towards being on that team so for sure and don't minimize that that is not a small thing yeah. that invite is amazing because yeah. there's only like how many girls got invited to that camp I, can't I think maybe like 20 five girls yeah like, like that. that's that's a big deal in yeah. all of the country yeah. so it's not a small thing at all um we're gonna finish off kind of getting to know sid biz a little bit better so rapid fire questions are you ready yep okay who is your favorite professional golfer um justin thomas and brooke henderson i was gonna say, yeah i thought brooke yeah yeah jt's good too yeah what is your favorite major masters me too uh favorite golf course in alberta Oh, um, my home course, Kenny Meadows. Favorite golf course ever played? Um, I have two, Superstition Mountain in Arizona or um, Walea in Maui. Nice. A uh, course that you haven't played but want to? I mean, Augusta Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agree. Uh, favorite milkshake or ice cream flavor? Uh Kind of plain, like vanilla, chocolate yeah. vanilla, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, favorite chip flavor? Barbecue. Favorite pizza flavor? Cheese or pepperoni. Pepperoni. Yeah. And favorite meal? Ooh, um, this is kind of funny, but I really like a turkey dinner. Like a Christmas dinner is like my favorite thing um, with like stuffing and potatoes or pasta, something like that. Yep, yeah. for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Sydney, for your time yeah. today and for joining the podcast. And congratulations on being the Junior Golfer of the Month. Thank you. If you guys could have seen the way her eyes lit up when she started talking about that turkey dinner, um, I mean, that's, that's when I knew that we were going to be friends. I love a good turkey dinner, too. Um, 
<laughs> these kids, I mean, can you believe some of their answers? Like, oh yeah, I let, you know, number one, very loyal to their home courses, Carmony um, for Christian and Canyon Meadows for Sid. And it's just, it's, I mean, <laughs> the courses that they've played, you know, Christian brings up Glencoe and Pritis and, you know, some of us who don't have access to those just dream about playing those courses. And um, then some of the courses, you know, like these courses in Hawaii that they've had a chance to play. It's, it's super cool. And this is the mom and me talking. I hope they know how good they have it. Um, but yeah, super cool to talk to both of them. Um, they're both plus handicappers, just amazing players. So watch out for their names for sure. Next up, I want to talk to one of the sports schools. Um, I thought this was kind of a fitting one. They both go to a sports school. Christian goes to Edge. Sydney goes to NSS, National Sports School, which is at Windsport. And um, I just wanted to talk to the director of golf from Edge School, Ryan Cater. He's um, really built that program back up um, when there was nothing really there, especially over COVID. Um, and, and he's really, you know, built a really great team. Some of the best golfers on, in the province, if not, I would say like 70% of them, um, go to edge and are on that team. So let's have a quick chat with Ryan and, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what's important, uh, not only now in high school, but looking forward to college, uh, you know, it's not just skill. Have a listen. All right. We are here with the director of golf of the edge school golf program ryan cater ryan welcome to the podcast hi leah thanks for having me on Appreciate of course it. um <clears throat> let's let's tell the people i guess first of all briefly what what is the edge school golf program uh the edge school golf program it, it goes back quite a way a lot of people know the edge school is a hockey juggernaut we're out in Springbank there, just um, if everyone knows where Callaway Park is, but we're out there um, right across the highway from it. Um, the program itself, I was actually hired almost two years to the day. Um, almost, I think it's uh, next week is my work anniversary for two years. And golf was always part of the Edge School going back to its earlier days, about 15 years prior, but um, about for about a year and a half before I started uh, it was dormant. It was actually just not functioning during COVID and everything else. Um, so when we brought it back, um, I joined on and I said from the beginning that um, I wanted the program, if they're going to do it, they should do it in a college prep format. Right. And that, and I said that from the beginning, like literally my first interview with the school and if, and it was totally okay if they didn't want to do that, but if they didn't want to do it, that way, then I said I just wasn't interested because we wanted to replicate um, the type of academies that are available in the United States, especially down the southern U.S. is where we came from. Like I came up from Orlando and we had worked with Core Golf at the time and we developed all these academies and, and you know, we had some good teachers, instructors, including Sean Foley and over the years and whatever. So I told the school, I said, this is the way you should do it. And it's okay if they didn't want to do that, they had a different frame, but they went for it. And here we are two years later. Uh, the first year, we actually had 12 full-time students in the program. And second year, we actually took it to 20. And we didn't know how that would function with all the logistics involved. But we've had a very good run of success. We've had a lot of great support um, from various things. And uh, you know, last year, they actually combined with the core group of kids 
that are were there this year, they actually had 23 wins. <laughs> so they actually had a lot. Um, but we've been building it out as a golf, sorry, a college golf prep program. So what we do on a daily basis is we um, we try and emulate what it's like to be playing college golf from workouts to routines, to golf practice, to traveling as a team, um, tournament scheduling, everything that they're going to do, player uniforms, player bags, you know, we try and really replicate it now. So it gets them ready to move up to the next level. Yeah. And you've got some of the best golfers, hence the 23 wins in this province. So, um, obviously strong athletics, um, at play there, but I know your, your three kind of main core values in that program are athletics, academics, and character. Can you touch on those? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, with golf athletics, obviously in skill is, is paramount. It's important. Um, for kids to come to our program, they it's we've now sort of kept shifting it more towards kids that either do either want to start playing tournaments or are currently playing tournaments. And it doesn't really matter what level it is. Everyone keeps asking me, oh, like, like, does my kid need to shoot X score? I said, no, but they need to be taking golf seriously. <laughs> For one, that means counting their scores. They should really have an ability to shoot about 90. You know, that means they're about an 18 handicap. But again, that could start as early as the eighth grade. Uh, we did have a seventh grader this year, um, but kids usually start to focus in on golf around the eighth grade. And then from there, they start, we want to develop them. And it's not just me as the director. We actually have seven coaches in Canada that are participating in the program. And we also have our team in Florida. So when the team goes down there, there's another three coaches down there. So combined, there's like 10 coaches <laughs> And the point is, is to develop the players on their own pace. We don't teach a system. We don't say you have to swing it this way. We don't, we develop kids individually. And then the biggest advantage of the program is that they have other kids to play with. And that, and that growing up was something that I was a hockey kid growing up. And remarkably, I literally had no friends that golfed. I zero. I played with my dad and that was it. And looking back now, do I regret chasing hockey? No, I, I ended up playing college hockey. I did that and I got injured my second year. And I was lucky at the time back in the early 90s that the option was there for me that I actually walked onto the golf team and made it and I could continue my scholarships. But that doesn't happen anymore. Um, golf in the, in the early nineties, mid nineties really wasn't cool. And Tiger Woods made it cool in about 96 when he won the masters in 97, you know, but until that point, golf, even on a college level was still kind of like, no one really thought about it, but now golf is certainly cool. There's incredible opportunities for it. Um, the girls have exceptional opportunities at college golf. And if you, and you've really talked to call, uh, college coaches today, They'll all tell you the same thing. They want athletes that golf. If they don't care if you have multi-sport background. In fact, they prefer them, but they want athletic kids that they can work with and they're developed and they're at a certain level and then they can work with that athlete that can do it. So bottom line is our program balances out the athletics. But one of the things I heard coming into this job was academics. And I had heard all these crazy little rumors things. And I can tell, I tell every parent and every player that's coming in, I said, 
please don't for one second think the athletic or sorry, the academics at our school are easy. Every player will tell you like the academics push you. They push you hard. Um, it's not overwhelming, but they they are meant to be something that's going to challenge you every day. And I love our academic staff at our school. I think they're some of the best teachers I've ever met. They care about the students. And our school is ultimately um, set up for athletes to travel. So a lot of what's done in classroom is on computers and it's over the internet. If we are in Florida or wherever, students can log in or they have pre-recorded lessons. They set the teachers work with students to travel for their sport. Um, so that's sort of like the basics of how we do it, but it is, it's hard to describe without, you know, kind of seeing it in action. Yeah, for sure. And then of course the other core value character that's, um, you know, <clears throat> potentially yep. even more important than athletics and academics when we're talking, you know, when they get to that college level and, and recruiting and what coaches kind of want to see out of these kids, right? Hundred percent. One thing. One thing I noticed, and I came in. I came in in the middle of a COVID time, and I had no idea what I was going to run into, just attitude wise. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I just didn't know what to expect. And I very quickly realized, literally within probably the first week I was there, that negativity does not fly at Edge. It doesn't. You don't last. You won't. You won't have friends. And if you're a negative influence on people, we just simply will either remove you from the school or you won't be asked to come back, period. And I was blown away by that. And I was like, I love that. Um, you know, at our school, like it's very, they're held accountable for their actions. And it's a different place because in total, there's about 350 to 360 kids. That's literally like our fire code limit. And every kid in school is an athlete. So it's not like a diverse school it's actually in because it's like everyone you go gym class with but you don't have like these other little groups it's it's literally all athletic kids so you're surrounded by like-minded friends and players and the golf team is something that we develop so that they actually function like a team even though at a college level a, a team could be six eight ten twelve guys or girls but on our program we have about that we have 20 kids there's um six girls i think uh, six girls seven girls whatever um but we we keep them together as a team and it doesn't matter how old they are so the grade eights can there's a few grade eights and grade nines that can beat the grade 12s and golf is just not a sport where physical size matters five foot five can beat six foot five doesn't matter right and you're not recruited for necessarily your size but when it comes down to character character involves so many different aspects and it's the one thing that i think we probably focus a lot of our time on away from the golf course because you're going to be either your scores on the golf course but are you a presentable product in the end and that's like that's an important concept that kids don't think about because they think oh i can shoot par or maybe break par and that's great what are your grades? And then they'll say, oh, my grades are decent, average, whatever. The coach really wants to know who's the kid they're recruiting. So they need to have the character part buttoned up. And that's the thing is that a lot of kids don't understand that other people speaking well of you, it's no different than a job application. When you want to get to the college level, you are essentially applying for a job. A scholarship is no different than getting paid for a job. 
and may the best candidate win that spot. And that's it's the easiest metaphor you can use because character matters. And one thing we constantly tell, like I say it all the time, uh, Jeff, who does our recruiting, a lot of them, he says it all the time. And all the coaches say, we will not lie for you. Because if we lie and we put our reputation on the line and say we write an endorsement letter and you go off and all of a sudden it's like you're not coachable, your behavior, uh, other habits, like if you're, you won't last and golf coaches want nothing to do with a kid that is that way. So you're not going to get the job or even if you happen to get, get the job, you aren't going to last. So character is the thing that ultimately will separate you from the pack. And that's one thing that we need to, everyone to understand is that athletics matters. Academics, though, and character are the two ones that you need to bring to the table. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, it's it's so hard, um, you know, with their, <laughs> as we were talking about the the undeveloped frontal lobe in the teenage brain. <laughs> yeah. Because you wonder as a parent sometimes um, if they're going to get there. And of course, they can start talking to coaches um, June 15th of their grade 10 year. And, right. and sometimes we're, we're not sure if they're quite at that maturity, if, if they're ready yet. So it's super important, like you said, to, to buckle that down, lock it down. It is. Um, any, any advice for these up and coming teenagers? Well, the hard part is to understand, and from the very first part, when they first come to our program, at least, and or at least I'm talking to programs, because we do bring other affiliated players, like even your son has joined us for activities and stuff that's come on trips and whatever. Mm-hmm. Behavior, number one, is is got to be there. And, and, and that's one thing. But again, the fact is that if you get the attention, and that's cool, and all of a sudden you got interest, you might even get offers. But how easy it is in the blink of an eye to make a very dumb decision. And in the blink of an eye, life can make U-turns. So, you know, the one promise I've made every player in our program is that no matter how fun you think life is in high school, and it's great. And trust me, I had a ball in high school. Like I, I sport wise and, and, you know, being a guy like girls and everything, like the temptations and the growing and the decision-making and, you know, no matter how fun you think it is now, I guarantee you that university or college or whatever is 10 times better. (laughs) I tell them that all the time. And one of my students who graduated last year, he was a, he, he went on and he's at university now. And he told me flat out, he goes, I didn't believe you. And he goes, in fact, I thought you were, I thought it was dumb that you said that. And he goes, I take it all back. You were completely right. <laughs> because I was the time of my life. And so I, I was, I was kind of happy that he said that because, you know, like I tell them all, like, again, don't think so short term high school is, is a stepping stone, get to university. You need to get to university. And ultimately what you're trying to do is if you really want to play scholarship based things, and we all want that you're trying to trade your athleticism for a brain. This world will require you to get a diploma. So when you get there, you want to pick a school that makes sense for you. That's going to give you the opportunity that you want athletically and academically. But the thing that's going to get you in more than anything is character. Like you are a job interview when you're doing it. So character is something that it's on you to do and you have to be held accountable for it. But in the blink of an eye, one bad decision 
whether it be drugs, alcohol, speeding, um, a fight or anything like that. We actually put them through a speech pretty early on in every year. Here's the realities. The blink of an eye, your life can change in a second. So it's up to you to keep thinking long-term and set goals and stuff, but resist the early temptations. And that's, that's a hard thing for teenagers to do sometimes. Yeah, 100%. So I've already been down, been down this road a little bit, right? So it's an interesting thing to, to manage. It's, it's uh, managing them away from the course and everything else is hard, right? Oh yeah, I believe it. It's hard enough with one, let alone 12 to 20 (laughs) on a trip. (laughs) Oh, they're, they're read the riot act. They're actually, you know, in our group travels really well together. They all get it. Well, they also know that there's a guarantee that if they don't, there's plane tickets or Ubers on the way home. They will be sent home. (laughs) It's fun until it's not. And, uh, you know, but thankfully, knock on wood, we we so far haven't had any incidents where we've had to, you know, deal with anything too major. So kids will still be. They're a good group. Yeah, they are a good group. They're a very good group. Well, that's awesome. Um, Thank you so much for this interview today. And if someone wanted to reach out about the edge golf program, where could they go? Yep. They just go to edgeschool.com. They can easily uh, click that, click athletics. There's tons of videos because people watch videos more than read stuff. Um, and you know, they're happy to reach out to me. I, I, I think it's something they have to definitely come see campus tours are always available. Um, we're looking for kids with good attitudes. There's the character part, right? Like bring an attitude. We'll, t- we'll train you the rest. And, you know, golf has got to be number one love. And that's cool. Uh, By the time they're 14, 15 is just like you said, they're eligible for university. So they have to be all in on golf. Love multi-sport athlete backgrounds, but by 14, 15, you better be all in on one sport. So you got to pick one. And if it requires hanging up the skates, which a couple of my players have had to do when they're coming, it's a tough decision for Canadian boys, especially, but I've had... You know, girls with ski backgrounds and, uh, you know, all sorts of ringette backgrounds come in and they're bringing the skills from other sports into golf. And it's amazing the opportunities that they can have, but it's parents working with us as well. I like good parents, right? We need to have parents that understand that there's a process and and we want to start to work with them. It takes several years. You can't just buy a golf game. You can't just, you know, come in and do it. So if anyone wants any information, please feel free to reach out to me, email or phone or any other way. And we're happy to always um, talk to you. We are only, ca- we are capping it next year at 24 players in the program, period. Can't go anymore just for logistical purposes. So um, very happy with what's done to date. And thank you, Leah, for your support over the over the span and um, look forward to the future. Yeah, for sure. And then you guys can also, um, if you feel like just creeping on the program a little bit there is a page on instagram edge school golf right that's yep. all one word yep you just and you can pretty busy <laughs> yeah you can see some some of the interviews with the current players and just some of what the program does in terms of their daily um you know you, they go to launch pad they're working out all the time in the off season um so lots of fun stuff there on the instagram page it's a fun follow Yeah, no, for sure. And again, even if parents need some advice, um, happy to help out wherever we can. For sure. Well, thanks again, Ryan, for your time today. And I'm sure we'll see you very soon. Thanks a lot. Talk soon. Some excellent insight there into, you know, 
behavior, character, that type of thing, um, especially if you've got kids that are looking to be recruited, or maybe you are one that's looking to be recruited, who's listening to your friends be uh, featured as the junior golfers of the month. Um, We're going to shift gears a little bit away from the junior scene and get to something that I'm, I've become very passionate about over the years. This has been a really long time in the making. This dates back to 2014 when I worked at Country Hills. One of the pros there at the time was Craig Dale, and he was really growing a name for himself as being one of the best fitters in the city, in large part because he was fitting every brand without bias. So what typically happens is a pro will get outfitted with a package from a certain brand, they get a fit cart from that brand, and then they tend to push people towards what they know best. Um, But the reason I sent all my AGT players to Craig was that he would fit each individual player to what worked best for their game. Time and time again, people would come away from his fittings with different brands. As Craig branched out in the, the, to this, at the time, newer company called Modern Golf, I kept an eye on them. Of course, I'd continue sending people to Craig, and here we are now, 10 years of working together, and we've developed this amazing partnership now between Modern Golf and the Alberta Golf Tour. They've become a major partner in so many ways, but one of the coolest things is if you're a current AGT member, you can still become one, um, you get a category fitting included in your Alberta Golf Tour membership. So that means driver or irons or wedges or a putter fitting at no extra cost to you. So I had a chat with Jeremy Marr from the Calgary location about modern golf and fittings. Have a listen. All right. We are here with Jeremy Marr from Modern Golf in Calgary. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Tell the folks a little bit about modern golf as if they haven't heard me preach about it for years. So modern golf, we are the biggest club fitters in Canada. We specialize in all brands, all major brands. We fit to every category of player from professionals to beginners. We're also one of the biggest teaching facilities in Canada with a growing uh, lesson packages and deals like that and also a huge simulator league which has got over 400 plus throughout the country so it's been very busy and very good. Yeah sounds like a lot of fun. Now in terms of the fitting you know that's kind of how I got started with my relationship with Modern Golf. Craig Dale um, who's now moved up to the Halifax location, um, was one of the only golf pros in the city before Modern Golf came around that kind of fit in a non-biased way. Um, I find a lot of golf pros um, will fit kind of to the brand that they play because that's what they're educated in and exposed to. Uh, I really, really like the non-biased side of it because that means that we're always looking out for the best interests of the player. So can you tell the, the folks a little bit about you know why it's important to get fit and what that fitting process looks like? It's important because not everyone swings the same. Not everyone's got the same swing paths, club head speed. Not everyone's built the same height, width, etc. Uh, like I said, everyone's different. So everyone is fit into different product. Not everyone is fit into a standard length, standard lie regular flex steel shaft. Uh, Gone are those days where you would just go buy off the rack and then adjust after the fact. So for us, we take every player and take into account their swing, their limitations, etc. And then we fit to the best product for them. We have no brand loyalty, no commission, anything like that. We just want the best fit for that individual person. Yeah, 100%. I mean, last year around this time, 
our whole family came and got a fitting. I ended up in Mizuno. Cody ended up in Cobra. Tyler ended up in Titleist. So, you know, that really speaks to the non-bias side of it. And and those aren't even, you know, the big main ones like Callaway paying TaylorMade. Um, so you, you offer every brand here. If it if it produces good product and produces good numbers, then we'll carry it. We don't just carry everything. It has to test well for us to bring it into the shop and give it to our customers. Yeah, for sure. So you guys also have kind of a repair shop here too. You do, do you do gripping? I know you do club bending. <laughs> we, we've experienced that with a putter before. Yeah. We do everything, right? Like we'll do component orders, custom builds. Our build shop, Phil will build them literally from scratch. So it could be a special order with different shafts that maybe one brand doesn't offer and we'll build it here in shop. And it's essentially, we've got one of the only putting bending machines in town. We've got the loft and lie adjustment. We do all grips and all smaller repairs also. Yeah, it's awesome. We tend to <clears throat> kind of hang out here in the off season probably much to your dismay all the time no not at all <laughs> it's good to see the young guys and everyone in here so it's good yeah and i mean you've got kind of this short game area too if, if, for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't been to modern golf in calgary it's it, if you were familiar back in the day with the grand slam golf academy it's in that building um so there's a large putting green there's a little indoor bunker that's just makes a huge mess <laughs> yeah we don't use that because it dusts up the place so we're gonna have some renovations coming up probably in the off season now is our extremely busy time like we've got five track man going and right now it's pretty much flat out from 10 to 6 10 to 9 weekday so it's it's busy which is a great thing it makes the days go faster and keeps us on our toes but yeah we're gonna do some renovations in the off season and spruce this place up a little bit like i said it was great at the time but now it's like okay let's get it more modern like if you were to go to the toronto uh, toronto stores you'd see a whole different kind of place and it's yeah. going to be good it's it's good it's a good time to be in this part of the industry having been in the golf pro side and working those five in the mornings till 10 11 at night it's a nice change so it's good it'll be good yeah for sure now the fitting process, um, let's go through that really quickly. For anyone who's never attempted a fitting before, that could be kind of intimidating for them, but it's totally not. Like, what happens during a fitting? Well, we'll go into, we ask the people some questions beforehand, what they're looking for. We don't always ask. Well, obviously, everyone's price range. Like you said, we work with everyone's budget, right? And then before the, even the fit starts, we go over numbers that we're looking for. Say, for a driver, we're trying to get X amount of launch, X amount of spin before the um, fit even starts. We'll get some numbers with their current driver and see if we can improve on it. And sometimes you never know, you might not improve on those numbers. So I'll tell the person, keep that driver for now, come back in a couple of years when the technology maybe has changed or that driver maybe wears out. But we just give people the numbers that you're looking for before we start. You don't want to go in there and be like, oh, yes, that's what you're looking for. Right. You don't want to play smoke and blow smoke up people's yeah we want to give them the truth and like I said give them the best product for them so we explain the numbers spin rate launch angle uh, for irons what we're trying to optimize in height landing angle things like that and once people learn the numbers then it becomes pretty straightforward with using the track man yeah and so different heads different shafts different brands obviously you can kind of toy with everything different combinations and eventually you come to that conclusion. Yeah. 
the the driver example was perfect because we did that in my fitting i i bought one off the rack based on my uh 08 burner draw <laughs> specs that i had and luckily i didn't hit anything else better than that yeah and that's that's the good thing so like i said and it's rare that you're going to have people that'll be straight tailor-made straight tightless in their bag it'll be could be tightless driver ping fairway wood etc and then also there is the point where like how does it look how does it feel like that matters too because yeah. a lot of people come and say i don't care what it looks like but then okay i don't like the look of that well you know what we do care what it looks like sometimes but the number one thing is getting the numbers and numbers don't lie so once we see like hey this has outperformed this driver more than the other then people start to lean towards the straight numbers numbers don't lie yeah absolutely and that's how we ended up we we ended up in a, I think a senior flex, an A flex shaft for me when I was a ladies flex previously. And there was just, there was certain numbers that I had certainly never seen before. So this is awesome. Um, when, when is the best time for people to get fit? Is this time of year kind of ideal? Now is the time to come in. Like we're booking out probably month plus now because all the new product is launched and now the launch dates have started. The product is going to start to ship soon. So, the companies are roughly, say, four to six weeks right now. And then as the season go on, it could get a little bit later and later. So if you're thinking about getting fit, now is the time to come in. Because Absolutely. you want it for the start of the golf season rather than waiting a little bit later in the spring. Okay, well, now the product's going to come probably middle, end of summer. And now right. you're kind of SOL. Yeah, exactly. And then there's going to be new technology yes, six months exactly. after that. Totally. All right. Well, guys, get fit now. Contact Modern Golf. Um, how can they get a hold of you? You can contact us at the Calgary at moderngolf.ca, or you can give us a call at 403-245-2643. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Jeremy. Thank you. All right. There you have it. Get fit now. And they're already booking a month out. So, like, call now, not in a month, because you might not get it in time for golf season. Uh, that is it for interviews today. That was actually like a pretty full pod for the first one back. So that's exciting. Um, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we've got our first meetups coming up. So Saturday, February 25th in Edmonton, we're going to be at the golf factory and in Calgary, we're going to be at heritage point Launchpad. Um, obviously there's going to be a little bit of a price difference between those two. So you can pick and choose whichever experience you would like, or obviously whichever one you are closest to, you can sign up on the website at golflifeab.com slash merch and meetups, all one word, or you can just go to golflifeab.com and click on merch and meetups. Uh, and other than that, that's all we've got for now. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook at GolfLifeAB or on the website at GolfLifeAB.com. And we will see you in February. 